I bow to that infinite one in all of you. I would like today to read again from the book Conversations with Yogananda. Concerning orthodox religion in America, the Master said, it needs improvement. Its present focus is on training the ministers intellectually. They learn to speak well, but don't meditate or try to attain spiritual realization. In our churches, the ministers are committed above all to their own self-realization. When I appoint someone a minister, I look first to see what degree of spiritual progress he made in a former life. The Master then declared very seriously, We are on an eve of a great change in the churches. Real seekers will go there. The church will become a spiritual laboratory or laboratory where people will be encouraged to teach to test the teachings they receive, and to judge for themselves what works and what doesn't work, instead of accepting emotional declarations of untested dogmas. Religion should become scientific in that sense. The ideal of science, human nature being what it is, you find dogmatism everywhere, even in science, But nonetheless, its ideal, which it tries to live up to, is to test every hypothesis and go by proof and not by opinion. Now, there are, as I said, exceptions. I remember Velikovsky, when he was propounding a completely unorthodox scientific theory about the origins of Venus and the reason for the um, big red spot on Jupiter, Scientists got so upset that they actually threatened to boycott publishers who would publish his books. That's sort of a way of helping us to understand that it isn't the fault of religion when you see that kind of bigotry and dogmatism. It's just human nature, and people find it hard to get away from. But the ideal of science should become the ideal of religion. We should test our hypotheses. If God is blessed, then try to find it out. Don't talk about it. I've seen so many people in religion everywhere, not just in America or Europe, here too, talking through their hats, you might say, or turbans or whatever, talking without having any attempt to realize, just affirming that this is what the Shastras say. One thing I loved about my guru's teachings is that he made them today. He didn't, it's not that he didn't quote the Shastras, it's not that he didn't have absolute faith in the Shastras, but he tried to show how it was relevant right now. That's what religion has to be. We've got to make it real in our lives. Now this we can only do if we practice it. And the practice of religion is more than, I've heard, heard many people in this country too saying that, well, if I'm honest and truthful and so on, 
That's good. You should be that. That shower will only be the base. And a scientist should be honest and truthful, otherwise you can't trust his experiments. Sort of like that archaeologist in Greece who had a particular theory that this particular part of history came before another part, and then, to his chagrin, he discovered this part which he thought came later was actually lower down in the strata. So without sort of looking right and left, hoping nobody would notice, he moved it to the upper. Well, that's human nature. You can't even blame him. He's just being a human being. But that's not science. And nor is it religion. We've got to be, make the basis of our religion, as in science, truthfulness. Truthfulness means facing ourselves as we are. How many people have I... Well, Ramakrishna told the story, or a story was told about his life in which some person was doing things he shouldn't have done, and somebody took him to task for it, and he said, you mean everything is Maya except this? Only this is, this is true? And uh, Ramakrishna's comment was a good one. He said, I spit on your Vedanta philosophy, if that's all it teaches you. Vedanta should be based in truth, and your religious belief should be based in what you are and not what you think you ought to be. So many people I've seen in religion sort of thinking, well, I ought to be this way, therefore I am. But they aren't. Face yourself as you are, and then admit that you want to be something better, and work to become better. But you won't be better just by sort of leaping into the skies. The higher you leap, the harder you'll fall. Be true to yourself. Be true with one another. You don't have to hide from others. That doesn't mean you should tell people your faults, but don't try to pretend that you're something else. Just be. Good God, we're all in this world together. We're just in school together. We all have lessons to learn. We've all made mistakes. We all make our, have our little victories. But we'll never get our diploma until we're out of it altogether. So don't get excited if you've got a little victory and you finally overcome this or won that. I remember I was working on becoming humble years ago because I used to be too intellectually arrogant. And uh, I didn't like it. It made me unhappy, so I worked on it. Then I remember one day waking up and realizing that I was becoming proud of my humility. I mean... Delusion comes in through the back door, through the windows, through the roof. It's just, it's always there. You've got to be very firm with yourself. But it's almost hopeless if you only approach it that way. It's sort of like, well, you have a, a piece of metal. It's not magnetized, and the reason it's not magnetized is that there are many molecules in um, countless molecules in that bar of metal, but they're all turned in different directions. Each one has its own north-south polarity, but each points in a different direction, so in effect they cancel each other out. Now, if you put that piece of unmagnetized metal in the proximity of a magnet, that magnet's influence will gradually cause all those molecules to align themselves so that the metal itself will become magnetized. There's another thing you can do, which is introduce an electric current. Now, a very interesting thing here is, you see, in religion, if you only try to correct yourself by just uh, 
right action, right thought, right affirmation, right this, right that. It's like turning each individual molecule, and you get up a little bit, and before you know it, the ones down below are already rearranging themselves in a random order. But you know, if you have a stream, for example, and it has little vortices on the edge, and the stream is strong enough, it sweeps all the water in that direction. Or you introduce a, a current into your magnet, into your metal, and it, it changes the molecules. Or, and this is why it's absolutely essential to have a guru, you can't just think these things. You can't just think, well, I'm going to be good. Not good enough. You need to be magnetized by somebody who has that. You, somebody who has God can give you God. As it says in the Bible, as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. This isn't just Christian. This is truth. Any great master, if you receive his vibrations and don't think egotistically, well, I've got to do it on my own, you never will. Some man, a master told me this story about a, a man who was being plagued by a demon. And he read in the Vedas that there was this ceremony to sort of liberate himself from uh, a demon. So he took some powder and chanted these mantras into the powder and then cast the powder onto the demon. And the demon laughed at him. He said, before you could even chant those mantras and put them into, chant that mantra and put it into the powder, I myself got into the powder. Now, the reason, the meaning behind that is that the very mind with which we try to dispel delusion is already hypnotized by that delusion. You can't get out of it by just affirmation or just wishful thinking. You can, however, in the presence of one, and I've seen it happen, how in the presence of a master, your own molecules become changed. Now, that's really, as you know, those of you who have read anything about my great guru, have read his autobiography of a yogi, how he talks about Kriya Yoga. Kriya Yoga, as I've mentioned before, was it's a very common word. Uh, the Kriya that we teach isn't just action. It's a particular Kriya, which is the Kriya Yoga of Lahiri Mahashaya Benares, who received it from Babaji, Mahabhatar Babaji, up in the Himalayas. And this Kriya has the particular purpose of magnetizing all the different samskars in your spine. And as those samskars become, become transformed, they all begin to redirect themselves toward the brain. It's a slow and gradual process, yes, but it actually works. You see, as my guru used to say, 25% of the spiritual path is your effort. One disciple was being scolded by my guru, and the disciple said, but I'd love to change, Master, but how can I do it without your grace or without your blessings? Guruji said, my blessings are there already. God's blessings are there. It's your blessings that are lacking. What we need to do is put our blessings into it. That 25% is our effort. It still leaves 75%, though, doesn't it? The other 25% he used to say is the guru's effort on your behalf. You have to tune in to him and allow him to work with you. You have to receive him. But then 
is the grace of God. Don't think it's not without God's grace. It's all God in the end. In fact, Guruji used to say that he is the Guru. God is the Guru. I am just his instrument. He always lived in that way. It was just wonderful to see how he never accepted credit for himself. Always it was God. God is the doer. But we have to do our part. And that 25% of this very, very long path is quite a bit as far as our efforts are concerned. So don't think you can get there by coasting. You do have to make the effort. Self-effort is absolutely necessary. Some people say, oh, God's kripa, he will do it all. Yes, in the end, it will be his kripa that gives you the common sense to know you've got to do something too. You've got to put your effort out too. In the right way, with devotion, with surrender, with humility, it's good to think that God is doing these things through you, that God is meditating through you, that when you do Kriya, it's good to think of your Guru as sitting inside your body, doing Kriya through you. And so when Yogananda brought the great teachings of India to the West, he never compromised. He didn't dilute. Sometimes he helped people to understand it in their way. That was, of course, common sense. But he always brought people back to that essential point of what and why we live in this world and how to get out of it. Some people think, well, because he changed the technique a little bit, changed the technique a little bit that way, that he diluted it. He didn't. He taught the highest truth. But sometimes he taught it in stages to people as they were ready for it. But he was a great yogi. I remember... The great saints that I have met in India, all of them had the greatest regard for him. There was a beautiful testimonial on the back of this book, in fact. I met the Shankaracharya of Kanchipuram back in 1959 down in Madras. And he said to me, as a bright light shining in the midst of darkness, so was Yogananda's presence in this world. Such a great soul comes on earth only rarely when there is a real need among men. India sent the cream of her crop when she sent Yogananda to the West. I call him Yogananda. I don't bother with his three, 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 a thousand and eight and all that stuff. You know whom I mean. He was a great master, an exponent of the highest teachings. But he said that this this religion is something that is it needs to be brought to the whole world. That religion, people have forgotten what religion is. They're always tying it down to scriptures and rites and dogmas and rituals. He said self-realization someday will be the future of religion. That is the kind of change he gradually brought into America. And which I want to bring back here, not to change anything. You've got the truth here, but not everybody knows it, let's face it. What I want to do is help you to know that that one Brahman is who you are. You are that. By meditation, by Guru Kripa, by devotion, by daily surrender to God and making Him your reality, 
you will find that that is who you are. Joy to you.